Here comes the money. You're now listening to the Gambling with Gold podcast with Jason Gold. Presented by Champions Round. Welcome to Gambling with Gold. My name is Jason Gold, and as always, I am joined by my buddy from the Action Network, Dan Titus. Dan, called you about 14 times during the Bills-Chiefs game. <laughs> Might have had something to do with the Jack Daniels, and maybe it was because it was the greatest game of all time, non-Super Bowl edition. Couldn't believe what my eyes were seeing. Last two minutes were amazing. Can't wait to talk about it on the show. How are you living? Dude, that was – I was trying to put it into words, like, what that game was to me. The only thing I can remember was like the shock value of it was like when Derek Fisher hit that that shot <laughs> in 0.4 seconds. Yeah, like an instant reaction. Like, what just happened? How did he pull that off in only four se- in 0.4 seconds? Same thing with with the Chiefs game, man. Like, I don't, I'm just absolutely unbelievable. A lot of stories. Best game easily I've ever watched, like entertainment value wise for the playoffs, like bar none. So yeah, so, I, I I'm pissed that Josh Allen isn't gonna have a chance to like actually play in this game. But I can't be mad, man. That was the, the most spectacular performance I've ever seen. That, that shit was crazy. So you and I both agreed that we pretty much had watched the Super Bowl. Like, there's no way they were yeah. getting a better game than that. That was everything that we needed. These last three games of the NFL season, just icing on the cake. Yeah. Doesn't even really matter who yeah. brings home the title. That's the game right. we all deserved and needed. Uh, yeah. Unbelievable performance. And we'll talk about Buffalo and Kansas City uh, as we go forward. But I do want to start off with this off the top. Overtime rules. Is there anything that you want to change about it? Do you have any strong opinion on what they should do? Because uh, clearly, I mean, a lot of people say, okay, well, the rules are fine. They're working. But the amount of volume people talking about it, it's clearly not a perfect system right now. And you can judge based on the numbers, the fact that in the playoffs, the team that wins the toss, 10-1, and one, seven of them have gone down first drive and scored touchdown. Clearly, we are not giving teams proper value. Yeah. Okay, go play defense. Great, but the numbers bear out that it's still not fair. You're coming off of this usually really tough games, and right. it's just tough to play defense in that situation. So uh, do you think you have a better system, or what would you like to see be implemented, if anything? Um, I, so I think there, there was a lot of chatter between, you know, you don't need to change the rules because if the Bills or or the Chiefs, if the Bills just played defense, maybe that wouldn't have ended up that way. You know, maybe you don't play prevent defense the whole time and let him just march up the field. But you got to change the rules. Like I don't see how it's fair in any amount of the imagination because if the Bills lose the the coin toss, which they did, they just got off the field after just getting trounced for <laughs> right up and down the field. So you can't. They were tired. Everyone was gassed, and to not have a chance at a rebuttal. And in 2022 is stupid. So I see the argument. Yeah, more defense could have been played, but you still have to adjust the rules here. You should at least get an equal share. If someone scores a touchdown, you should at least have a chance to also score a touchdown. Similar to college rules, I would say start at the 30 or whatever. And then, you know, I'm okay with that. That 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 nuance doesn't matter to me. It's just you have to give an equal share. If one person marched down the field and scores, the other team should at least get the opportunity to do so, especially in a game like that where they were both on fire and no defense was being played. Like, how do you – that just sucks that Josh Allen didn't get a chance to respond to that. Absolutely. Uh, I think that the fact that we saw probably the two minute, two best minutes of football that you will ever see, there's no way that ever. you can top that. Like, there's yeah. just no way you're topping it. And the idea that we were robbed from more of it because you only get one possession and one drive is bullshit. I wanted yeah. to see 
15 more minutes of that game. Like I told you, I went back and watched the last two minutes of that game, which is 30 minutes. There's a great YouTube clip out of it. Maybe I'll link it below on YouTube. Uh, that I watched four times. I couldn't get enough of it. I wish there was more <laughs> action for me to see. It's bullshit. I I completely agree with you. Uh, my, my idea is I want college rules, but start at the 50-yard line because it requires yeah. you to get a first down. It'll force people to go for it on fourth down. If you don't get it first, obviously there's no reason to punt in that situation. You have to at least attain a first down, do something productive on offense in order to extend the drive and try and get a, a field goal. Uh, and I don't know in the regular season if you cap it after, you know, each team gets two possessions and they both score equally, then right. you go from two points. Or if it's just a tie then in the regular season, like I'm probably okay with that. But in the playoffs, College rules start from the 50. You play until someone either dies on the fucking field or there's a goddamn winner <laughs> or both. Yeah. I don't care. Right. Right. It should, I mean, at this it point, it, be, it's gotta yeah. be, it's gotta be something different than what it is right now. And I don't, it's 2022. How have we not? And it's funny because the chiefs actually like championed this, this idea years ago. And you know, none of the owners wanted it. The, or the league office didn't want it. Um, and it's funny that it, they benefited from it. Uh, and they were the first ones to actually say something. So yeah, I think you got to expect after the one of the best performances of all time, you know, the ratings were through the roof. They got to address it like the, the media and the outward public is just too mad about it for them not to at least go back to the table and look at it a little bit. All right. Let me ask this question. Then we'll wrap it up. If the Bills win the to toss there, they win the game. Ooh, I don't I, man. It's hard to say that. I, I don't know that the momentum was on their side, man. Like as much as I wanted to say Josh Allen was just going to go out there and you know, bomb another one to Gabriel Davis for 75 yards or whatever it would have been. I, I feel like the, the, the momentum was definitely with the chiefs, man, for what they were just doing. I feel like the defense would have at least woken up a little bit, maybe get a stop. Um, I think that that was the chiefs to win. Once they, once they did that in, in the, at the end of the regular, the regular uh, time, it, there was no, the game was over. And it was funny because uh, there's a couple, one, one particular better on the action network had a lot of money, on the bills going into that uh, fourth quarter. And right when at 13 seconds, when they got the ball back, he said he, he hedged heavy on, on the chiefs at oh, that oh, point. It was like and, uh, 160 to worked, one or something like that. It was, it, ridiculous. it worked, it worked, it worked out really well for him. Um, but that's just balls though. I'm still like, I mean, I get it. Like if, if I'm going to trust one person in the with 13 seconds with the ball in their hands, it's going to be Patrick Mahomes. But at that time, man, you got some balls to be <laughs> throwing that down. That was like, unbelievable. Unbelievable. That is quite a bet. Uh, I think that the Buffalo would have won because the last two minutes, I just think that both defenses were completely done. I don't think there was anything yeah. that anyone was doing to stop anyone at that point. That's fair. Which is why, honestly, we can talk about the squib kick a little bit or the idea that Buffalo didn't do it. I think probably that should've. all I, I probably I think that the both the head coaches were just like, what the fuck's happening right now? Like, <laughs> I don't It's like there's I mean, like 13 they're, seconds they're, left. Right. I mean, there was reports that, I mean, uh, you know, the routes that they were practicing, there was re reports that Eric Bieniemy and the offense has practiced these these scenarios where they're, you know, down to like, you know, 30 seconds left. What do you do? But a lot of that was just back. That was like backyard football, like where, where Kelsey's finding those seams in the, in, the, in the gaps in the zone. Like you can't predict that stuff. And like, you know, I saw Emmanuel Acho did some kind of analysis where he was looking at one of the cornerbacks. He was slightly leaned in just a little bit more. And then Pat Mahomes sold the safety. So he looked away and this, that split second was enough time to find Kelsey. It's like literally all these little nuances just worked out in their favor. Like I feel like you couldn't predict the way that that was going to end. And, you know, at that point, whether you squib kick, whether you 
kick it so they they don't I don't know. Like at that point, you're just trying to win the game. And if your defense makes one stop, one play, you know, what I mean, like it's a, we're not even talking about this. Right. So it's uh, that was awesome. So I, I, I don't even care. It was the best ending I could have ever asked for. I don't I, I don't care whether it's the Bills or the Chiefs going to this, going to the AFC championship. I think we lucked out by seeing just an amazing game. Let's not even talk about the first three games, which are probably worth noting a little yeah. bit, which were uh, yeah, right. pretty awesome. There were other games that were played, right? <laughs> the the Cincinnati-Tennessee game, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit when we get to the Tennessee-Chiefs game, but that was more Tennessee blowing it more than Cincinnati win. I'm not saying that Cincinnati didn't play well. Their defense certainly stepped up, but Tannehill and some of the offensive play calling was absolutely terrible. San Francisco Green, San Francisco Green Bay was maybe the worst football game I've watched this year, which is great because the day, <laughs> the two games Sunday were awesome. Uh, kind of made up for it. Real uh, downer of a game, although I know that you had San Francisco plus five and a half, so nice win by you. Yeah, but, but uh, I didn't Green feel Bay, good about it. Like, come on, no. we got to the fourth quarter. There, we're like, this game is ugly. This is this is a wrap. Why did I even bother? And then all of a sudden, you know, special teams is just the X factor of all X factors. Like, I didn't. I knew that they had a deficiency in special teams. I mean, they were 30th in DVOA um, over the course of the season. But, like, I feel like you got to correct a couple things before going to the into the, the the divisional round, man. Like, that was abysmal. That, I, that, I mean, I haven't heard that that guy's been fired yet. But whoever's their special teams coach, he's got to be out of there. That was, that was awful. That was, it was terrible. And Green Bay blew a lot of opportunities in that game. San Francisco played – probably their worst game over the past like eight or nine weeks of the season and somehow got it done at least offensively defensively they obviously their defense great. was spectacular yeah and uh then the, the morning game i mean we almost got the uh super bowl 52 or 53 redo with the uh yeah. the, the falcons and patriots uh 27 to 3 oh i had a sneaking suspicion i kept betting the shit out of uh tampa bay live and like all the way into the abyss, like up to plus 19 and a half, I think was the highest I got. I was like, oh, hell yeah. Brady's going Brady's gonna to do something at some point, right? Well, I had already written off the plus six and a half and the plus 11 and a half. I, I had to go down with the ship <laughs> at that point. So, uh, yeah, I, I, the Rams, and we'll talk about it when we get to the 49ers game. They, they stopped playing aggressively. They started running the ball a lot. Got unlucky. Brady did his thing. And, you know, Stafford came up with one big pass at the end of the game which was great. I mean, they should have just been passing the entire time. They would have won the game by 50 points. Really, uh, really weird game. But why do you blitz? Why do you blitz there? Just why I, do you blitz there? What, what is, what is Todd Bowles doing? Why do you blitz? The only, the only person, like if you're going to send a blitz, send it from the corner. Don't do it on the guy that's supposed to be checking Cooper cup. Like I, uh, dude, that was, yeah. that was Bowles error, man. That, that might cost him a head coaching job there. That was, he blew that. No needs. There's really, no reason to blitz there. No reason. It was a really, really weird game. And McVay, I we'll talk about it. I I gotta get into McVay a little bit. But <laughs> all right, let's let's get to the games. Let's get to some champions round business before that. We have two seven six contests this week. We have a one for uh, Kansas City, Cincinnati, and one for the Rams and 49ers. One of them, we're giving away a Jamar Chase jersey, amongst other things. So that's awesome. Hey. Uh, the Rams 49ers one, we have a Jalen Ramsey jersey to give away and a 2 2 Atwell one. So uh, enter to go play those Atwell. now. Interesting. Oh, yeah, babe. <laughs> well, we got some we got some stuff to clear in the vault, but the Jalen Ramsey one <laughs> is awesome. Uh, we have a Trevor Lawrence signed football they're going to give away if you join our free boost ball contest and uh, DM us with a screenshot. And then Twitter Spaces on Friday at 11.30, me, Steph Smalls, and Dan Turner. 
We'll be talking about our best bets for the week after we do this show. And I give away all my best bets. I want to hear what they have to say. Uh, for that one, if you join us and share it on Twitter, how about a little Aaron Jones signed jersey? He had a big game last week, about yeah. 197 uh, receiving yards. Should have put that one into the end zone, though. You got to learn how to finish off those ones. They would have won the game if they did that. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, join us 1130 Pacific uh, on Twitter spaces. That'll be awesome. All right, let's get to the first game, 12 p.m. Pacific. AFC Championship game, Cincinnati plus seven at Kansas City. Total is sitting at 54. Money line action, Chiefs minus 335. Bengals plus 260. Go through some of the action number action network numbers here. Uh 35% of the bets and 83% of the money are on plus seven for the Bengals. The over is attracting 70% of the bets, 35% of the money. And the Bengals also plus 260 on the money line. 14% of the bets, 64% of the money. So we know that the Sharps like the Bengals here. It has moved in some places from seven and a half down to seven. This thing ain't breaking seven. I can guarantee you in hell they're not doing that. Because anytime that they get to six and a half, they're going to see every Sharp and their mother Get down yep. on the Chiefs in this game. I think seven is the right number. Every time they get to seven and a half, they're going to take Bengals action. So we're going to sit here probably all week. I'd be surprised if we don't. My initial read, totally based on what we saw in week 17, Bengals, they got it done late, but that first half, they got absolutely torched. Bengals or Chiefs only put up three points in the second half in that game, 28 in the first. I think this Chiefs offense is going to just keep chug, chug, chugging along here. What about you? Yeah, I um I saw that this line opened up at 53 and a half, only moved a point to 54 and a half. That does matter. That is a pretty significant number, but I can't help but just think that this game is going to go over. Uh, we know about the offensive line struggles of Cincinnati. They gave up nine sacks to the Titans. You, I would expect that the Chiefs are going to be coming, bringing pressure. Um, but I think this is going to be a shootout, much like we saw with Buffalo, man, like, you got a Joe Burrow. You got Joe Burrow who's going to be slinging it. I I, I got to go over 54 and a half on this one. Um, and you're right. I, I think that the Chiefs are certainly not going to put up three points and a half this time. Um, I think they're they're definitely going to come more correct. Um, after after a game like that, you know, maybe you give the edge to the Bengals just because of the rest. But I don't know. Part of me is like, it's the it's the AFC Championship game, man. Like I, I know that the Kansas City Chiefs have been here before. They're they're coached by a really good uh, head coach and, and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and so forth. But um, I can't lay the points yet. I haven't done it. The only bet that I've made is a parlay, which I'll talk about in a little bit. But I think the Kansas City is going to win this game outright. I just don't know about the points yet. And I, I think you're right. I don't think we're going to get too much movement. This number seems right uh, from a book's perspective. This seems pretty sharp. So um, maybe I tease you know, the Kansas city chiefs down. Like I think that's where I'm probably leaning towards. Um, but this one's, this one's tricky. So my biggest bet of the week, the only one that I've really made thus far, and I placed on Sunday night. So thank you, Jack Daniels for inspiring me to do this. Uh, <laughs> chiefs minus one, San Francisco plus nine and a half. Uh, I put a lot on that one. just made too much sense as perfect teaser yeah. pieces. Uh, I think Kansas city, Kansas city with, Andy Reid facing the exact same team four weeks after they faced them last time. It might it should be three. It was week 17, so it was pretty recently. It was in January. It was right. it was January 2nd, so uh, relatively recently. They put up 28 in the first half. Significant coaching edge versus uh, uh, Zach Taylor. So 
I know that Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase, those guys aren't going to be scared. The Cincinnati defense has played well, but let's be honest. They've played the Raiders and the Titans. They have not faced the Chiefs. They gave up 31 last time, 28 in the first half. The Chiefs offense just looked wrong in that second half. It's not like Cincinnati was doing anything really to get Patrick Mahomes or whatever. They just It was just weird stuff going on. Um, I really believe that the Chiefs here are in a great spot to go to their third straight Super Bowl. I think they're going to cover the seven. I don't think the bang like I keep going back to it. They've played the Raiders and the Titans and they've played close games versus each. The chiefs are yeah. a much different breed and you can say what you want about the extra day of rest and the bill and the chiefs just won their super bowl. And maybe there's a letdown and maybe that's true. Maybe you want to play a Cincinnati first half, but I think the way that this game is going to end up is the chiefs are going to be like, we want revenge from that fucking loss last year to Tampa Bay. And we're running through the Bengals. You do not deserve to be on the same field as me. Joe Burrow, you already made a mistake by saying that the NFL stadiums are not that loud, saying the SEC is louder. Well, you might be right, but go to Arrowhead and tell me afterwards if you don't play, think that place is loud, is going to have any impact on you and your ability rocking. to call plays. Yeah, absolutely. And I wouldn't be surprised if Jamar Chase and Tyler uh, or and uh, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, like they could have good games. They might be able to put up, you know, 24 points in this game. But Chiefs team total right now, 31 over. They are going to put up a 35 burger at least in this game. So it's just a matter of do you think Cincinnati is going to be able to put up, you know, 28 points in this game? If so, bet the over. You can bet on Cincinnati, but I'm riding the Chiefs in this one. Yeah, I, I, I'm leaning towards your way, man. Like I just don't think, I don't know. It's a, it's a been a great story. They've their path to get this far has been great. But you're right, they didn't really beat up on what I would consider the elite teams of the AFC, despite you know. The Titans got there, but we know what they were. We, we were tracking that throughout the season of how inconsistent their offense was. That reared its ugly head at the wrong time and wrong point in the season. Mike Vrabel got out coached. Um, you know, Ryan Tannehill, I don't even, I mean, he just made horrible decisions. Um, he's under pressure. I mean, they just didn't look good. Fact, fact is, they just didn't look good. So Cincinnati caught them with their pants down. They got to the AFC Championship. It's been a great run, but. You're going up against literally the best team in football. They've been the best team in football since like what week, week eight, week nine ish when yeah. their defense actually started playing. Um, and they're at pretty much at full strength right now. I don't know. Did we get an update on Tyron Matthew? I assume he's going to play. But... I have not seen one, but I'm going to go back to my my Nick Bosa thing from yeah. last week. <laughs> if, <laughs> right, right, right. If you're, if you're alive, your ass is in the game. <laughs> Protocols, uh, COVID. Uh, we'll worry about that after the season. Um, so yeah, I, I, this team is just too loaded, man. And I think you saw the explosiveness of the chiefs on full display last week against the best defense in the, one of the best defenses in the NFL. So cheat, uh, the, the Bengals. Yeah. Part of me. Now you're trying to, you're starting to convince me that I just need to lay the points with, with the chiefs here and just trust the fact that Mahomes is, is the future goat. And he's going to show you why Burrow's not quite ready. Speaking of Burrow, I haven't bet any props except for one this week uh but the one that i did bet so chiefs are gonna bring i mean spagnolo loves bringing the blitz maybe more than anyone else in the nfl they're gonna bring the absolute freaking heat on joe burrow chris jones is gonna be coming up the middle i mean it's, it could be another sack fest for burrow so their path to win is throwing the ball way down the field and hoping they break a big one so it leads me to two right. props in that scenario one is longest touchdown of the game to the Bengals versus the Chiefs. The Chiefs will end yeah. up being favored in that one. The other one is longest touchdown of the game over. It'll probably be like 55 and a half yards or something like that. I still like the over. I think someone will break a big one in this one. The third one is 
Burrow escaping the pocket on one of these blitzes and going for a run. The prop that I see out there right now is over eight and a half rushing yards. I will take the over on Joe Burrow rushing. Interesting. I like it. Uh, what is the current line on that? Do you know? It's eight and a half minus 110. That's that's comfortable. I mean, I feel that with, with Spagnuolo and his blitzing style, he's definitely going to be running. Um, that oh, Joe Mixon. Yeah. Yeah. I was looking at Joe Mixon last week. Uh, I think I believe I said it was like at 16 and a half for his receiving yards. He cracked oh, yeah. beast that on one play. So that's another play I'll be looking at again. I expect him to probably be active if, you know, he's going to be getting the blitz in his face all day. He's going to have to dump that off. So I uh, expect him to have also have a pretty good day. And wisely not... so, if if the Bengals are going to stay in this game, they're going to need to get that run game established and, and keep Mahomes um, off the field. So wouldn't be surprised if they see if we see Mixon leaned on early and often. Uh, last week we had Mixon over three and a half receptions. We had over twenty one and a half receiving yards. I think by the time I placed it, and then mm -hmm. over longest reception, I think we had twelve and a half. All of those hit like basically in like the first quarter, first half. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to get that one again. I love for uh, running backs are going to get the ball, the longest over reception. Uh, I did with Eli Mitchell last week, too, over eight and a half. I, I just love those. I feel like they're going to break them every game. If you can figure out who the Chiefs running back is going to be, I'd bet him, too. But <laughs> right now, I don't know who the running back is going to be. I don't know, man. I think uh, Jarek McKinnon's, he's looked like the best one, man. And I think he was playing 70% of the snaps compared to CEH. So I think if you're going to bank on one, it's it's got to be him. Uh, Darrell Williams practice today, uh, full pads, full everything, full stops. So I anticipate that he'll probably cut into someone's workload a little bit. But you're right. McKinnon had the most rushes last week. He had 10. He had five receptions. So I wouldn't be surprised if he's the number one back there. But does do Darrell and CEH cut into his snap percentage enough to make a difference on the receiving yards? Uh, I don't know. Check back on Friday for us on that one. All right, let's move over to the, the late game. 3.40 p.m. San Francisco. Plus three and a half in the market right now. Have seen some threes at the Rams. Total is sitting at 46. This total has been moving down significantly. Me and significantly. Uh, let's go over to Action Network. Uh, plus three and a half for the 49ers right now. 44% of the bets, 46% of the money. Total 46. I said 45 and a half in the right now. 45% uh, of the bets and 65% of the money is on the under. No surprise there. Money line. All coming in on the 49ers. Again, no shock. 31% of the bets and 89% of the money. All that sharp money. Nice and good on the 49ers. No surprise, I'm kind of leaning towards the 49ers too. But I, I've been going back and forth on this one. So clearly we know at this point that Kyle Shanahan has a massive advantage over Sean McVay. 6-0 in their last six, including two wins this year, including in week 18 to sneak into the playoffs. But... Rams are playing really good. San Francisco has yet to throw a passing touchdown in the playoffs. They've kind of held on in both of these games. Uh, Rams look really good, especially early. I mean, they, for three and uh, seven and a half quarters of the playoffs, they've been the best team in the playoffs. So are they just riding hot? Do they have the system figured out? Do we think that San Francisco can do enough to slow them down? Uh, really, really interesting. I find this game way more interesting than the earlier game. Earlier game is going to be fireworks. But this game is all about strategy. It's going to come down to a couple plays. Really interested to see what happens. What's your initial read on what's going to happen here? Uh, my initial read was I took the money line parlay of the Chiefs and the Rams. And, like, I, my gut tells me that, like, the luck is going to run out for Shanahan at some point versus Sean McVay. 
And this is casting a lot of confidence in McVay here. And I know you, you were gonna you were alluding to it earlier, but you know, down the stretch uh, against the Bucks, he had the chance to just you know continue to put the foot on the gas and just just stomp him out. And he got conservative. He started committing to the run. That's when you started seeing the Cam Akers fumbles. Matt Stafford almost blew the game with a fumble late too. Um, if he continues to be aggressive, I feel good about the Rams prospects and this, and I know I've been hating on Stafford all season and waiting for him to make mistakes, but you got to live with it when you have a pass happy offense like that. And they're clicking the way that they are. Like I'll live with a mistake or two. Um, Cause I think we saw with the Packers too. They also got pretty conservative. there, just handing the ball off. They should just, you know, continue to pound them out. So the biggest liability to me right now is going to be Jimmy Garoppolo and what he's going to be able to do. He's going to have to throw the ball at some point because this this line can actually this D line can actually get to him. So we saw how bloodied up Tom Brady was in the uh, first half, and then he kind of clicked it on as you know in garbage time, and they kind of let up. But if they don't let up, man, I, I don't see to me on both sides of the ball. I think the Rams have the advantage. It's a matter of whether McVay is going to. I don't know. He's he can't get he can't get out coached here. He, he just can't. He's got to bring the pressure, and he's got to continue to just pass all over him. Um, and hopefully, you know, we see a Rams victory here because I think it would be a really really great Super Bowl to see the Rams and the the Chiefs. So maybe that's just me being a fan of the game more so than uh, banking on my wallet. But I still feel like the Rams are the better team. And similarly to Cincinnati, like I feel like San Francisco's run's been epic you know, to, to win in week 18 against this team that you're facing the NFC championship. I mean, you couldn't write a better script than this, but unfortunately good things come to an end. And, you know, it's crazy because San Francisco's, you know, they were four, they were dogs in the last four games and they've, they've won them all. So mm-hmm. there's something about this, this strategy element to it that I think McVay's going to have to get back to the drawing board and figure out. And I, I think he will. I think he will. So Kyle Shanahan as a dog, we know. Awesome. Kyle Shanahan on the road, we know, awesome. This is their fourth straight road game, their fourth straight game as yeah. an underdog. It's a position that he loves to be in. Uh, yeah. I think that he coaches better uh, and pretend, potentially harder or he thinks about strategy more or maybe gets in the lab with Mike McDaniel. and they. I don't know. Something about being an underdog just brings out the best in that whole yeah. uh, team. So that'll be interesting to see. Uh, from a sportsbook perspective, the sportsbooks have a massive liability on the Rams huge they will be rooting really hard on san francisco um i anticipate and actually think that some of the money that you're seeing come in sharp on the money line here is actually a hedge out of future positions on the rams so interesting to think about from that perspective uh i'd be interested to see if that changes the line movement at all maybe we'll talk about that a little bit more on friday if i hear some stuff um a couple things with the 49ers defense and the rams offense so rams have been running it a lot on first and second down especially since acres got back about 70% in early down standard. So between the 20 too yard pre- lines, that ain't going to cut it. That is too not going to cut it. Too predictable. Got to mix the it way, up. The way that the Rams win this game is they get up early, throwing the ball like they did against Arizona and they did against yep. San Francisco in week 18 and they yep. did against Tampa Bay. And then when you get a lead, you have double down, you triple down, you quadruple down. Keep passing the MF football, Sean McVay. If you want to go to the Super yeah. Bowl and you want to face the Kansas City Chiefs in your home stadium, guess what you got to do? Let Stafford rip it. This is the game that you made the trade for. Let him throw yep. for about 400, 500, and you got a really good chance to win the game. I will say this, though. 
San Francisco's defense, they are getting a ton of pressure on the quarterback right now without blitzing. Let me read you right. some stats about Matthew Stafford. I actually wrote this stuff down because I wanted to make sure I got this right. Stafford, <laughs> Stafford versus the blitz this year. 154 passer rating, 11.7 yards per attempt. Against no blitz, no blitz, 53.6 passer rating, 5.7 yards per attempt. Actually, let me be specific. Those numbers are specifically against the 49ers, not for the season. Okay. Total. So. Interesting. If San, if San Francisco is able to get pressure on the quarterback with just their four down linemen and they play their full coverage, they're going to win this game. It becomes. So, so, can't, so yeah, yeah, go for it. I was going to say, so what, so what does that mean? That means that anytime he's getting pressure from a blitz, he's exploiting whoever that blitz is coming from. Like he can read the defense enough to find wherever that hole is from, you know, you're reading the defense essentially when you're playing man up, then it's like, Oh, I don't have any options. No one gets free. I got to make a decision. Uh, And then he throws it away. throws a pick or, or, or other takes a sack or something. Exactly. So what San Francisco needs to do in this game is unleash Nick Bosa, unleash Eric Armstead, unleash whatever you got in the front four, rotate as many guys as you have to, to make sure that you got fresh bodies and get to Stafford. If you don't get to Stafford, you're screwed. If you bring blitzes, you're probably screwed. That is not a winning recipe here. If you can get pressure, and you can look at it for early in the game because we know how pressure gets them if you're rushing D line. If you're getting there early, you're going to get there often. In the right. first quarter, if they're able to get to Stafford, say we're just going to win this game. If they're blitzing or they're not getting home and Stafford able to throw the ball and they actually commit to throwing the ball, the Rams are going to win this game. Maybe not going away, but I think they're going to have a really, really good chance to win this. That's why I don't like playing San Francisco plus three and a half, even though I already put a small bet on it. I think there's a chance that this gets out of hand on the Rams side, but I do like San Francisco plus nine and a half as a teaser piece. I think that's awesome. It'll stay, I think it'll stay within a touchdown, pairing that with the Chiefs. That'll be my best bet of the weekend. I don't know how I can top it unless there's some prop that's absolutely amazing out there. I do lean towards the under. Um, maybe not at this number right now at 45 and a half, 46. I don't know. I, I think I could see it being a really low scoring game, 24, 21, something like that. But again, if the Rams commit to throwing the ball and they like, all right, we're going to score 30 in this game. I mean, San Francisco is going to keep up. They're going to find a way to keep up in this game. Uh, so that, that's the thing know. I'm struggling. That's the thing I'm struggling with is how they're going to keep up. Um, it's either they establish the run early on. They keep Stafford and them off the field. They continue to get pressure with their front their front line and then you know maybe it's just a very low scoring game i mean the unders hidden four four to two in the last two game in the last six games so yeah the trend the trend is definitely for a lower tempo game um and that's what san francisco wants they want to take all of the the energy out of you and just just bore you to death um george kittle that does have a clear bill of health so he'll be out there obviously um uh, we don't know about debo yet i mean it sounds like debo's practicing so he's good he left the, the the divisional round with a little got nicked up with a little knee injury there but he's good but it's it's on garoppolo man can he move the ball down the field you got to figure he left the divisional round unscathed so it's one week better maybe his shoulder's feeling a little bit better but i think they're gonna have to probably get some play action fakes going on pretty early try to get this defense snoozing after they run the ball like 30 times you know what i mean like they're, they're gonna run yeah. it like crazy but you're expecting that san francisco they did this to you before this this is how you this is how you game against it. You just keep passing on them, keep the keep the foot on the gas. So I'm on the Rams side of it. I thought they were going to lose last week. That was their championship to me, 
Uh, the fact that they beat the Bucks, the reigning champs. So, yeah, I, I don't see the San Francisco's going to have enough firepower here to keep up because they're going to have to put points on the board. They didn't do it in Lambeau. Granted, yeah, cold weather conditions, but they 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 got away they got away with a really good defensive play. And if if it wasn't for that, they wouldn't even we wouldn't be talking about them right now. So this offense is very uninspiring, and I don't see how they're just going to all up and all of a sudden just wake up and be like, oh my god, Jimmy Garoppolo threw for three fifty and three touchdowns. Like, eh, I don't know about all that. He so I'm for, with you. He threw for three fifteen in week eighteen. I understand that they had to come back from a lot, but. It's yeah. possible. I, I'd be really interested to see. I, I can't wait for this game. This is like a, a football nerd uh, dream matchup. Like the first one is like all for the casual fans. You can have all the fireworks and scoring. This game, right. this game is for the D-gens. This is for the guys who get down on the football, the guys who are up watching tape at 2 a.m. This is what football is all about. I can't wait to watch uh, this matchup. But yeah, it sounds like you know we're, we're a little head-to-head here. You're more on the Rams side. I'm more on the San Francisco side. You agree with San Francisco nine and a half, but you take the Rams on the money line. I, I think that I'm going to end up on San Francisco. I I just think that there's Ooh, there's two going all there's, in. There's two plays a game. Well, my analysis leads me to believe that the Rams have a path to win. I just don't necessarily know that McVay will take the path to win. So I, I believe got, that Shanahan. I mean, it's been yeah. six straight. Like he got he got like he got beat up both games. I mean, last game was close, but fact is, you still had an opportunity to stop your divisional opponent from getting into the playoffs. Like maybe, I don't know, maybe some Jedi mind tricks that he's just been waiting for the, the most, the highest stage to uh, best his opponent his foe here. But like, I think he's going to figure it out. He's got to figure it out. He's a smart dude. He just beat his boy in, in, uh, in Lambeau and, and, and uh, LaFleur. So like, I, I thought this is the, the next notch on the belt that McVay needs. He needs to get over this hump. It's, it's now or never. If he doesn't get over it here, man, uh, yeah, I might, I might be, uh, I don't know. San Francisco, I'm not drinking. I, I drank enough of the Kool-Aid. I'm cool on it. I think the Rams are going to get it done, but we'll see. I could change my mind two days from now. Cause this game is so close that I don't even know. I, I can't even bet the number right now. I just think the Rams are going to win outright. So, um, we'll, we'll see if this line moves at all, but I'd be curious if, if, if it moves up at all for the Rams, I'm definitely staying away. But you know, if you can get a little bit more value there on the rent on the, uh, on the San Francisco 49ers, Shit, I'll, I'll take it. If it moves up another half a point, maybe to four, four and a half, like I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm definitely intrigued. This line is definitely moving towards the three and not towards the four. It's more likely that you're yeah. going to see a Rams minus three on the board. So if you like the Rams, yeah. maybe wait on that one. If you like San Francisco, bet three and a half now. You, you ain't going to see a four. Yeah. Let me tell you that much. I can guarantee you right now. Let me ask you two questions before we head out of here. In-game play calling. Who do you trust more, Shanahan and Rufay? Uh, after what I saw last week, man, I, I <laughs> as I just uh towed up um McVeigh, yeah, I, I probably trust Shanahan more to be honest, but he's he's blown some things in his day too. So <sighs> it's a good question. It's a good question. Yeah. I lean I lean Shanahan to be honest, but this is McVeigh's moment. I'm riding for the young man. I, I'm riding for him. I, I think it's an interesting. Oh, the other question that I had was, who do you think is better at scripting a game plan pregame, Shanahan or McVeigh? Uh, that's hard to say because, like, I really feel like San Francisco got really lucky last game, and luck <laughs> plays a factor into all this, right? Um, but he did have. I mean, Shanahan had a really good game plan for neutralizing Aaron Rodgers, so like. 
I, I can't knock that. Like you're, you're, you're essentially taking the MVP out of off the field, not to do what he normally does. That's a hard thing to do. Whereas McVay almost let the goat take him out again. Like, ah, man, that, that's two tough questions, man. I'm, I'm going to roll with McVay on the second one. Uh, just because I feel like the Rams have looked better overall throughout the playoffs and the Niners have been good at scheming against their particular opponents, which they've done well against the Rams over the course of the last several games. So you would expect that the momentum would probably be with the Niners. And I think that's why I'm going to take the Rams. I think the Rams, they're clicking at the right time, just as much as the San Francisco 49ers are. So I'm going to take talent over the scheming. So, if you're everybody who's watching on YouTube, if you see Dan's wheel spinning there, that's because that's how hard these questions are right now. I just want to make the point. It's so close. That, it's so close. Okay. And the point that I want to make here is I'm getting the extra half point for a guy that's won six in a row versus this opponent. That's the reason I'm on San Francisco. It's so close all the way through. The Rams have more stars and they're at home, but Shanahan's won six in a row versus this guy, and I'm getting the half point off of the three. That's I gotta buck the trend. I gotta That's buck okay. the trend. It's gotta we're, stop. We're at allowed some to have point. We're allowed to have different opinions. I'm just trying to finish off my point. All right. Uh, that does that does it for episode uh, 51 of Gambling with Gold. We will be back on Friday with all of our top props, best bets, teasers, totals, all of it. Uh, Friday, 10 a.m. We'll be on the show on uh, YouTube, and we'll have that shortly up after on Spotify. So until then. Good luck with all your NBA bets this week, Dan. I'll be trying to cash some college basketball degenerate bets. I can't hey. wait for it. And we'll be back uh, yeah, Friday morning. So until then, see you. Peace.